Candlelight is an incredible time of year. All across this great state, people will come together to worship our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's a huge tradition for my family, a huge tradition for people all across the state, and I cannot wait for the candlelight services. We want to invite you to join us this season at New Life Church. All right, how many of you guys excited for candlelight services? I think it's gonna be good. We'll make sure that we invite some folks out this year. Uh, I was watching that video. Y'all remember last year when, when we got the, the snowmaker, we had the snow machine up here? Uh, well, what happened was it turned these steps into a slip and slide. And so <laughs> at one of the services, Cody and I were welcoming everyone. It was just like, just great moment around Christmas time and everything. And we went to walk off the stage and I I my foot hit this front step and my feet just went right out from underneath me. And I landed on the steps. There's a dent right here in this step where my forearm hit. And uh, so good times. That was when Ethan tried to kill me. We worked through everything and we're okay now, but Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Everybody do what you're supposed to do over eight. Amen, amen. How many of y'all celebrated how thankful you were and then went out and threatened to stab somebody over a TV? Anybody in the house? Anybody in the house? It's kind of ironic if you think about it, honestly. Uh, We have one day where it's like, we're just so thankful for everything, but tonight, tonight, I'm 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 willing to go to blows (laughs) to get that toaster, whatever it might be, but... Uh, we had an awesome week uh, with around Thanksgiving. At the turkey fry, uh, we fried 85 turkeys and were able to give half of those to a lot of people in the community, first responders. Uh, it was an awesome day. And then the very next day, we had our Thanksgiving outreach where we were able to provide over 600 meals to families in our community around the surrounding area. So thankful for everybody that came out. Come on, let's give God some praise for the opportunity to love on our city and our community. Good times. Uh, As Patrick mentioned, this is a big day because we've been talking about everyone taking a step in the vision of New Life Church, supporting the vision of New Life Church, supporting this house and all those different ways. And we're going to receive those cards uh, towards the end of the service. Today, I want to talk to you about seasons. And I labeled today's talk, Tis the Season. Uh, We're in uh, the seasonal holidays. And and so we're, we're thinking about holidays, but I want to talk about what seasons look like in our life, Um, the ins and outs of that. And to do that, I'm going to go to the book of Ecclesiastes. And Ecclesiastes is one of the book of wisdom, uh, the wisdom wisdom books. The other two are Job and Proverbs. Uh, Most people believe that King Solomon wrote this book. And at the very beginning of this book, uh, it talks, it says this, it says, meaningless, meaningless, meaningless meaningless, which is not, just doesn't seem like the most encouraging way to start off a book, you know. It's talking about how everything is utterly meaningless, but in the, the Hebrew, this word meaningless is the word havel, and the word havel actually translates to vapor or breath. It's used 38 times throughout this book, and the author is just describing how temporary and fleeting that life is, that it's like a vapor, that our status, our wealth, our career, all of our possessions, all these things are temporary things. And in the end, it actually says it's like chasing the wind. 
You never really catch. You ever watch somebody try to catch the wind? I convinced my kids one time to try to do that. It was fun to watch for a while, good times. But the, the fact is you can't catch the wind. You can reach and you can grasp, but at the end of the day, you can't find it. So this, this breath, this vapor, there's times that you can see your breath or you can see a vapor, but as soon as you try to grasp it, it's gone. And so the author's talking about how, man, that's how a lot, that, that's how life can be. So what's really important? What should we be pursuing? Uh, the author says that the answer really is the wisdom of God and the fear of the Lord. If, if you just went with meaningless, meaningless, that would be kind of discouraging, kind of depressing. But when you understand, look, there is hope, there is wholeness, there is fulfillment, but it's in seeking what God wants us to seek. It's in living the way that God wants us to live. Then there's some hope in that. But I want to get into Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1. This is talking about the seasons of life. For everything there is a season, turn, turn, turn. Anybody know the song? Okay, won't get into that. Somebody like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just got the older crowd, though, just appreciated that. So for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to cry, a time to laugh, a time to grieve, a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away. Time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep and a time to throw away. How many people like to throw some stuff away? Come on. Me too, me too. Uh, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. But what do people really get for all their hard work? I've seen the burden God has placed on, all, on us all, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded that there's nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves as long as we can. And people should eat, drink, and enjoy the fruits of their labor, for these are gifts from God. So I guess the, see, the, the question I want to ask you this morning is, what season are you in? Some of the seasons, these, these times, times for this, times that, a lot of these are, are contextualized within that time period, and we could walk through all that. What does that mean? Uh, but, but really what it's saying is, there's a lot of different seasons in life. What season are you in? Here's some of the seasons that I, I think that we could find ourselves in. A season of busyness. Season of busyness. You know what I've never heard from somebody uh, that is in a season of busyness? I've never heard them say, man, I'm just, I just have so much peace in my soul. <laughs> I'm just so relaxed right now. Just have so much extra time just to chill out. But that is a very common answer. You know, how you doing? Good, just busy, just busy. I think a lot of us can find us, ourselves in seasons like that, a, a season of, of temptation. Maybe just find yourself in a time where you feel like every day the enemy is after you. A season of pain. No one would choose a season of pain, but we know that those seasons can come. A season of comfort. 
And we're like, hello, I'll take number four. Give me the comfort season. But the reality is that sometimes in a season of comfort, it's not what we need. I find that people that are in a season of comfort, they can begin to stop trusting God because they have what they think that they need. They start trusting themselves because they have an abundance of success or money, blessings. Maybe you're in a season of growth. And maybe God is just speaking to you and it's awesome. And it's creating all kinds of interesting questions and concepts, but it's also creating some interesting decisions because how do you handle friends and family that aren't going through the same season of growth that maybe you're experiencing? Those can be difficult seasons as well. Season of grief. Maybe you've experienced the loss of a loved one or maybe just the loss of a relationship. A season of dryness where you don't feel the presence of God anywhere around you, can't hear his voice. A season of waiting. Look, a, a waiting season is not wasted, but it can sure feel like it sometimes. A season of doubt. No one wants to admit that they've ever been in this season because it feels like maybe they're not trusting God. But <laughs> doubt proves your faith. Doubt is an opportunity to continue to trust God. Maybe you're in a season of doubt. Season of transition. Maybe you've moved cities, just got married, just got divorced, changing jobs. You just had a kid. Kids moved out. Kids moved back in. That could happen too, some of y'all. The boomerang effect. I want you to write this down. God does not change with the seasons. So whatever season you're in, he is still the same. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. God is not seasonal. His goodness, his love does not change. No matter what season you're in, I believe that God can encourage you. I believe that he wants to encourage you and I think that he wants to help you. I wanna talk about some truths about seasons. First of all, every season is different. Every season is different. Even in nature, obviously, you know, the earth orbits on this perfect 23.5 degree axis to where as we come around the sun, it gives us these different seasons. We love winter, but winter's cold. How many of you like the cold? Anybody in the house like the cold? How many of y'all would rather be cold trying to get warm than hot trying to get cool? Okay, come on. Y'all need to get some logic up in there because... You can always put more stuff on to get warm. You can only take so much off to get cool before you get arrested. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Gets dark a little early in the winter, but there's fires in the fireplace. Come on, some chili on the stove. Got to have some chili up in winter. If it snows or sleets, School will shut down for a week. Everyone will start eating milk sandwiches. Don't understand that either. <laughs> After winter comes the spring. It's pretty rainy, but it's beautiful. Stuff starts to grow. Flowers bloom. Starts to warm up. Then comes summer. 
in the blazing heat. School's out. It's time for family trips. <laughs> and pool time. Time to fire up the grill. Then fall. My favorite season. Kind of skipped it this year for some reason. <laughs> Temperatures cool down. Leaves change. Football season. Look, even if the Razorbacks stink, how many of you guys like watching some football? All right. Because here's the deal, you can always find some good football to watch. Right? There's always going to be a good game on somewhere, and I like that. And then it's pumpkin spice everything. <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin spice Oreos, pumpkin, pumpkin spice toothpaste, I think. <laughs> it just gets gross. Every season is di different, even in nature, but also in life. And that's why you shouldn't compare seasons. And you should never compare your season to someone else's season. Because your seasons are going to be different. Ecclesiastes 4.4. Then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this too is meaningless, like chasing the wind. So many times we're, we get discouraged in different seasons primarily because of comparison. Because it's like, well, look at the season they're in. Why can't I have their season? But every season in nature, including, is necessary for a process because without the seasons, certain things don't die. And if certain things don't die, there can be no life. Because in the wintertime, things die. And it's important for those things to die so that when spring comes, the things that need to live and grow can live and grow. And it's the same thing in our lives. Also, every season can have joy. I want to say that again. Every season can have joy. So here's the thing. You can't avoid seasons. So you can choose to find joy in them. Solomon says that God makes every season beautiful in its time. In its time. You don't know when that's going to happen, that it's going to be beautiful. But there's a promise that even in what seems like an ugly season, God is going to bring beauty. And in that place of beauty is an opportunity for joy, if you can see it that way. But it doesn't mean that you're going to understand every season. It doesn't mean that it's going to be clear. It just means that there is beauty in them. Once you write this down, there is no perfect season. There's no perfect season. There's no perfect season in nature. But let's just make an effort not to be the person that complains about every single season, no matter what. It's cold outside. It's hot outside, it's windy outside, it's rainy outside, it's dry outside, it's humid outside. I know people, it doesn't matter. It, it, what it's doing outside, they're gonna find something to complain about. If you're gonna complain, just be consistent in what season you complain about. Like me, I complain about the heat. But I'm consistent with it. Like, I, I, it's, I just don't like it. Like, and it's not necessarily that I complain, I just get angry. I get really angry when it's hot. I don't know why. It just happens to me. I really have to pray a lot when it's really hot outside. 
But there is a way that God would want us to live no matter what season there is. In Philippians 4.11, it says this, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it means to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this. All what? Being content. Having joy. Having peace. I can do this through him who gives me strength. Look, when the Apostle Paul wrote this to the church in Philippi, he was chained to a prison guard in a dungeon. Like, not like, like the prisons that we have now. Like this really depressing dungeon. And he's talking about contentment. He's in a horrible season. But somehow he has supernatural joy. What I find, though, is so many of us can't find contentment because we're always looking for what's next. It takes the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the power of understanding the cross that allows you to be content no matter what the situation. But I find that so many times, even in my own life, like I forget about what Jesus has done and how thankful I am and the fact that even in the situation I'm in, it's a natural situation and I have the hope of heaven. But I can forget that in, those, in some of those seasons. And I find that a lot of times I'm just always looking like, oh, can't wait for the next season. What's gonna happen next? A lot of us, we do this way. We live life like this, jumping ahead. But I wanna let you know, God has something for you right now. And if you're always looking down the road at the next season, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna miss what God has for you. So I wanna speak, I can't speak to every group because I haven't necessarily walked through all this. Let me speak out of my own experience. Single people, when you're single, you're as independent as you will ever be in your life. Because when you get married, you no longer live for yourself. You live for your spouse. So I would encourage you, like take random road trips and pull pranks and go on missions trips. Men, guys, if you're single, life is cheaper when you're single. (laughs) Spend your money now. (laughs) Because once you get married, your money will never belong to you again. Ever. (laughs) My wife just said, amen. (laughs) Single ladies, watch all the chick flicks and rom-coms you want to. Now, for the love of God, give it out of your system somehow. (laughs) Take a drive with your girls with the windows down and Taylor Swift or whatever your woman power song is for now. But enjoy singleness. Young couples, every once in a while, Cody and I will sit around and we'll, we'll look back to when we didn't have kids. We're like, what did we ever do? And the answer is this, whatever we wanted to do. <laughs> like, 
if we were tired, we slept in late. Like if we wanted to go out to eat, we just went. We just left. Oh my gosh. We wanted to watch a movie. We just watched it. Even PG-13 movies. We didn't even hesitate. The most common phrase, though, that I hear from older, wise people in my life is take advantage of every moment now that you have with your kids because it'll be gone before you know it. Now, when you're in the middle of the season of raising young kids and they start saying, just love every moment you have because it'll be gone before you know it. I'm like, I can't, that sounds really good. I'm wait, I'm ready, (laughs) like move on. But now I've got a 13 year old and I'm like, I remember she's just this little chubby baby. She was like Jabba the Hutt. She had more rolls in a bakery. She was awesome. (laughs) And now she's this young woman. Love that season that you're in. And that's to the parents. One day you're going to wish that you could go back and rock a baby, push a stroller, even watch that same cartoon. Watch Frozen for the 5,000th time. (laughs) Change diapers. Okay, maybe not that one. Maybe you don't want to go back to that one. Maybe you're in the middle of that season and it's It can be so hard to find joy. Be thankful for that season. God can bring hope in every season. Also, every season is temporary. Every season is temporary. Every hunter feels like hunting seasons are too temporary. Their spouses don't feel that way. (laughs) But seasons feel that way. And the truth is, with just one phone call, one text, Your season can change. One meeting with the right person, your dream job can come about. One phone call and you can have that hot date you've been praying for. One passionate romantic night, you could be starting a family of your own. (laughs) But also, one phone call and you could lose that job. One conversation and you're not in that relationship anymore. One doctor's visit and that family that you were planning on starting could be put on hold. The length of seasons can be incredibly unpredictable. That's why we don't put our hope in seasons. We put our hope in Jesus. We don't put our hope and dependency in temporary things. We put our hope in an eternal person. His name is Jesus. Psalm 37, 7, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. There's a place of joy in that. There's a place of hope in that, peace. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. I find so many people just being led by their own sense of the right time, the right purpose, Even in my own life, there's times I just don't consider prayer around different decisions I make. Like, God, what do you want to do? Anything good takes good timing. Like a good joke takes good timing. 
I'm always working on that. A good steak requires good timing. A good photo requires perfect timing, especially when you got a family with kids. That time may never come, <laughs> but the good ones do. Has anybody ever had somebody take a picture of you and just caught you at the wrong time? <laughs> and then you see that picture and you're like, I feel pretty confident I'm more attractive than that. <laughs> like, like I'm, I just don't see myself quite like that in my mind's eye. Some of you are in the waiting room of life, and that is no fun place to be. No one wants to be in the waiting room. There's germs and outdated magazines and strange people. But it's even more painful when you're in the waiting room of life. Like, what? I just want to encourage you. Trust God for his timing. Don't try to expedite something. Trust God for his timing. And the last thing is this. Every season has a purpose. Every season has a purpose. Christmas is a purposed season. The reason for the season is Jesus. Christmas, I want to try to make this totally clear. Christmas is for December. What is up with people putting up Christmas decor in late September? <laughs> Y'all are breaking all the rules. Look, as soon as you have eaten your first piece of pumpkin pie, okay, then you can transition to peanut brittle and playing a little Mariah Carey for Christmas, okay? Stop listening to Christmas music so early, like July. You're scaring us. What's even weirder are people that listen to Christmas music after Christmas, like in January. Look, after, after December 25th, it has lost its power. Like it's no longer, it's gone, it's over. You gotta wait till next December. Because there's a purpose for every season. Ecclesiastes 3.11. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So what it's saying is there's going to be different seasons. And God has already had a plan to bring something beautiful out of every season. And even though he has placed eternity in your heart and you may understand and even understand eternal principles, there's still gonna be times when you question because you don't see the full scope. You don't understand everything that God is working on. Because everyone wants to know how our little story and how our seasons are gonna fit into God's big story. I just want to promise you this. God will never waste a season in your life. And it isn't to say that God has orchestrated every tough or painful season in your life, but he promises that he won't waste it. How different would you live? How different would you talk? How different would you act around other people? What would the countenance of your face, the post on social media, how different would your life look if you knew 
that in the midst of the most difficult and tough seasons of your life, if you had full confidence that despite anything that was going on, that there was gonna be something beautiful coming out of it on the other side. How would you live if you knew that? Well, you can know that because it's promised in God's word. It's right here, Romans 8, 28, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God always brings purpose out of seasons we go through. This is the promise we have because of Jesus. That's the promise we have because of Jesus. We can live with that promise. Romans 5, 6 says this, you see at just the right time when we are still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. At just the right time, even though we don't deserve it, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us so that no matter what season, look, Jesus had seasons. Jesus lived through seasons here on earth. He's gone through seasons just like we've gone through seasons. And at one point or another, he's coming back for us. And I can't wait for that because when Jesus comes back for us, there will no longer be periods of time. There will no longer be times of pain. Seasons will end. And we will all spend eternity somewhere. But I don't think we have to wait for Christ's return to have hope and to have joy and have peace in the midst of every season. So I don't know what season you're in, but I do know this. There is hope in Christ. He is not gonna waste this season. You can find joy in it, no matter how hard it seems, no matter how painful it seems, you can find joy in it. God's gonna use it for a purpose in your life. Let's pray together. If you can just relate to this and let's just say that you're just feeling weary in your season. I don't know what it is. Some of us, man, I, I know people, they've been, in, they've been in a season for years, decades, for so long. I know other people that they've been in a short season, but it's been one of the most painful and agonizing seasons that they've been in. But if you just be willing to say, you know what, I'm in that place where I'm just tired. I just need to be encouraged by the Lord in the season that I'm in. If that's you, would you just please put your hand up right now across this room? You're just in a tough season. Father God, I don't know what every one of these seasons represents, but right now, I pray that you, by your spirit, as the great counselor, the great helper and physician, I pray for supernatural peace God, as we surrender the things that we don't understand, as we surrender the things that we can't control, as we don't know the time and we don't know the beginning from the end, but you have placed eternity in our hearts. And I pray right now that every person that is in that place, that they're struggling in this season, I pray that they would turn inward to the hope that we have in you that they would again remind themselves, encourage their spirit in you to trust you, 
God, I pray that you would encourage every person in this season, whatever the season is. I don't know what it is. It could be around relationships or job or finances or, or loss, whatever it is. I pray, Father God, they'd be encouraged. If you're in this place and you've never had the hope of Jesus, you've been walking and living through season after season, but just doing it on your own and with your own ability and on your own strength, but you're ready and you're willing to say, look, I don't wanna just live through seasons. I wanna live through seasons with purpose. I wanna have this supernatural joy. I wanna have this supernatural peace that you're speaking of, and I just don't have it right now. And that it, it's probably because you've never totally surrendered your life to him. You've never declared Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you're in this place today and you know that you're, you haven't done that and you're ready to commit your life to him, to surrender to him, with nobody looking around, but if you're willing just to admit that and you wanna be included in this prayer, I'm about to pray, I just ask you to put your hand right now across this room. As soon as I see your hand, you can put it down. I'm ready to call on Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Okay, got it. Anybody else? Okay. Father God, I thank you so much, even for that one hand, Father God. I pray that you would be with them. I thank you, God, that this service, you've designed it for them. And I thank you, God, for what you're doing in their heart right now. And if you're saying that prayer, if you wanna be included in this prayer, just say this prayer to yourself. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. I ask that you would come and be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and I ask for your forgiveness. I pray that you would give me a purpose in you, a life in you. Be my Lord. I want you to have control. Help me to understand what it means to live for you. According to your word, lead me by your spirit. Help me to be connected to the body of Christ so I can be the person that you've called me to be. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name.